All right, holy smokes, we are just about to the end of this series. Today, we are looking at the fifth and final finger of the five essential parts of the LDS testimony glove. So this church is led by a living prophet who receives revelation. That's what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at that against the Bible. What does the Bible have to say about that? This is part of this seven part series where it's just rapid fire. We're going through it. We're exploring the term testimony. So uh, you can start on episode number 88 if you want to start at the beginning of this and we're going to finish it up tomorrow. There is seven parts and I really hope that it's just touched you guys, moved you guys, really helped you to be able to understand uh, how to look at things biblically um, with these five different parts. And one of the most confusing things about coming to Christ after leaving the church is definitely the terminology and testimony was one of those things for me. So I do hope that this has helped you also to be able to kind of reframe your brain about what a testimony is and, uh, and just really spoke to you. All right, let's go ahead and look at this last one. Okay, so the reason why we are doing this again is because we really are trying to move forward um, and, and try to eliminate some of the baggage that comes with uh, changing our faith and, and moving into uh, biblical Christianity. And so today we are going to button up this whole five points of the essential LDS testimony. Um, these are five things that I guess I had always known were part of what we were supposed to say in fast and testimony meeting or whatnot, um, but I didn't really know that it was doctrine or, or something that was taught until more recently. And uh, I actually read it in um, Micah Wilder's latest book, Passport to Heaven. I would totally recommend it. It was amazing. And it kind of spurred me to do a little bit more deep diving because I realized that that word testimony still was something that uh, got me a little bit. <laughs> and, and I don't want it to, because in the Christian faith, you know, your testimony is something that is very personal and beautiful in your journey. It's not so much a statement of faith or a statement of belief. It is, it is literally the hope that is within you. It is a, a Jesus journey. So today we are looking at that last finger of the glove and we are going to look at things biblically. And that is 
this this last point is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church, is led by a living prophet who receives revelation. And I want us to look at that, see what that really means to us. So 1 Thessalonians 5.19, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every, every form of evil. So the Bible is full of prophets. Prophets of old wrote whole books. The prophets of the Old Testament were not leaders so much, uh, but they were given a gift. They were given a gift of having God with them, something that did not happen at that time. So we're going to bring this all full circle. We're going to look back at everything we've looked at over these last few episodes. Okay, let's do some review. Remember back in episode 91, we talked about the atonement and the cross and what that meant to us in that episode. And we talked about how God and sin cannot be in the same place at the same time. That is why there was the temple in Jerusalem in the first place. It was uh, where that need for a blood sacrifice to cover our sins um, for God's people. Every year, they would need to bring their um, their most perfect lamb. There was also, I think you could substitute for a dove or, or some different things like that. But it, it had to be perfect. You know, it was the, the sacrifice that was going to cover your sins. And you had to have a priest to intercede for you. And other than prophets, the Holy of Holies in the center of the temple. So it first started with the tabernacle. It was a tent. Um, and then... There was the permanent temple, the one temple in Jerusalem. And that was a place where God, Holy Spirit, could actually be on earth uh, because it was free from sin. It was clean. But when Jesus died for us on the cross, everything was changed. He became the lamb of the world, making it so that whoever believes in him is then blameless with God. This is what it means to be saved, is when we believe this in our hearts and we we accept the gift that he, he gave for us. And that veil that was over the Holy of Holies, it tore. When, this, when he was on the cross and he said, it is finished, that's what happened. And it, it basically rendered the temple where God would reside on earth. It rendered it obsolete. It wasn't needed anymore. And because we were blameless with God, then we were able to accept the Holy Spirit and he was able to reside within our heart. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Is that not so cool? So yesterday we talked about what it means to be part of the body of Christ, right? So that after we are believers and Christ is the head and then we become the body as believers, we are the church. It is not a building. Uh, it is a body of people with many members and members literally means parts <laughs> like the body parts and eyes and hands and feet and toes and all of us are working together to build up the church. And how do we do that? That leads us to today. So the LDS church is led by a living prophet. When we leave the church, our first instinct, I know, because I did this as well, 
is we like to throw the baby out with the proverbial bathwater. <laughs> and I know you've probably heard that lots of times before, but I mean, it's very easy to, you know, say there is no church, there is no God, and uh, there sure as heck is no prophet. And so I, that even that little bit kind of still like mm, gets me a little bit. But remember what we are doing here. We are testing everything against the Bible. So again, let's read. Now we have received not the spirit of the word, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. 1 Corinthians 2.12. And our big passage that we are going to read today, this is all about our spiritual gifts. And we are going to be looking at this again in 1 Corinthians. This is going to just precede what we talked about yesterday on the body of Christ and all of its members and what that's made up of. Okay, so let's go ahead and read. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else the one spirit gives the gift of healing he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of god or from another spirit still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> That's all just straight from the Bible, just what it means to have Holy Spirit within us. And this leads us back to our passage from yesterday. In God's church, there are many members, all individuals, all with different spiritual gifts, all equal in need, no one above the other, all given solely by God. This is where we come back to testimony. Are some people given a gift from Holy Spirit and only from Holy Spirit that maybe we don't fully understand? Well, the Bible tells us yes. And uh, even within Christianity, though, there is many different beliefs on spiritual gifts and, and how this works within us. But yes, the Bible does say that. Um, the, basically, the people can prophesy in his name. It is something that is given to them from Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit alone. So again, this goes back to testimony. Is your testimony about professing someone else's appointed position as head of a church with four walls? Is that what these passages told us? Uh, is that biblical? Is it a statement of faith in something that isn't in the Bible? Or friend, is your testimony about the hope that is in you because of Jesus? Is it about what gifts 
you have been given so that you can build up God's church? Is it about the Lamb of the world and how he died for you? Is it about how you accepted this into your heart and now you have Holy Spirit within you always? Your heart is God's temple of old and Holy Spirit gave you things to help you to move forward with advancing the good news, the great commission. The last thing that Jesus told us to do was to go out and to make disciples of the people of this world so that they can feel that hope, that peace, that amazing Jesus journey that you've been on, that they can have that for themselves. All right. So a couple days ago, I asked if you guys could pray for my little baby niece, Kitson. She is doing so well. She is such a fighter. She is so strong and God is just so good. And he has just done miracles again with her life. And her story is just incredible. And I love her so stinking much. But thank you guys so much for all of your prayers for her. She is doing fantastic. Um, she's still on oxygen right now, but everything else she's able to be in her mama's arms and uh, she's doing great. So thank you guys for, for your continued prayers with um, her recovery. All right, so if this spoke to you today, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. We have um, just one more episode of this series. This has been a great series. Um, go ahead and make sure to check out the show notes for the resources uh, link that's in there so that you can get all the goodness of the things that I've talked about today. And I will see you for the last and final episode of this series tomorrow.